It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. So that means you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, uh, we got a great one for you this evening. Uh, we're going to talk NFL. Uh, we're going to talk college football. College football kicks off tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. We had week zero last week, but this week we have week one. So we got some great games uh, this week. Definitely going to dial into that, talk about that. Big trade between San Francisco 49ers and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Get our, give our thoughts and opinions on, on that. You know, who possibly won the trade, what it means for both teams, what it means for Dak Prescott going forward as well. Of course, we've got to talk Jonathan Taylor and so much more. We've got a plethora on the board for you. And, of course, we got our one-ticket segment. Uh, got a segment tonight called um, Coaching. Hot seats. That means E. Scott's going to give me a, a coach, and he's going to let me. I'm going to let him know if they're on the hot seat uh, or not. Of course, our inner bounds or out of bounds, and of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment at the end of the show for, for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So with that being said, let's bring in uh, Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how are we doing this evening, my brother? Money is the key to end all your woes, your ups, your downs, your highs, and your lows. Won't you tell me the last time that love bought your clothes? It's like that, and that's the way it is. (laughs) 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 Coming through smoother than a fresh jar, Skippy, man. Good stuff, good stuff, man. (laughs) All right. Yeah, amen. Um, Like you said, man, um, unless. Unless our listeners been living under the uh, under a rock, which I highly doubt that, man, because if they're tuned in, they know we're, what we're about. We're about talking about the latest sports news. So let's dive right into it. And that's uh, the Trey Lance and 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 uh, the uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, my Forty ers sent Trey Lance to the Cowboys after they had announced that Sam Darnold would be the uh, QB two uh, behind Brock Purdy. Uh, Trey Lance, you know, requested a trade. 49ers didn't hesitate to um, didn't hesitate to grant him uh, you know that request. Um, it's kind of shocking to me that it, he went to uh, he went to the Cowboys um, to be perfectly honest. I knew he was going to I knew he was going to go because I knew once one of those two, meaning Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, was named QB two, the other one more than likely would have been traded, and that includes Sam Darnold as well. But with that being said, he goes to Dallas. Dallas picked up the phone. Jerry Jones picked up the phone, and it seemed like almost immediately, man. And, you know, gave him a, offered him a, four, uh, a fourth-round pick. A lot of people saying Dallas got over on that pick. But what people don't realize is that Trey Lance had a huge contract, and because he was picked three overall, 
So he had a lot of money in his contract. So there was, was he was a huge cap hit. So therefore, they picked up all the all of Trey Lance's uh, uh, contract, meaning the Cowboys. And you know the Forty Nine ers are still trying to pay Bobosa, so they need all the money that they can get there. But E, with all that being said, what say you about this trade? When you first heard it um, go down, what was your initial thoughts? Well, let's start here. Trey Lance requesting a trade. When somebody, when one of the, the PAs or the trainers or whatever went up to Trey Lance's locker and said, hey, coach needs to see you, bring your playbook. So <laughs> when he walked in, somebody requested a trade. That's why it was done so quick. That decision had already been made. Yeah. Now, going to Dallas for a fourth-round pick, I'm thinking the only thing, the only, well, one of the ways that Kyle Shanahan saves face here is because he found a gem in Brock Purdy, picked mm-hmm. you know last overall. Because right. San Fran gave up a lot for Trey Lance, three number ones. So I can see why people are saying, you know, to your novice football fan who doesn't know the depth, like you just explained it about the cap hit, would say, mm-hmm. look, y'all gave up three number ones for a guy, and y'all only got a fourth round back. So, yeah, that does look like San Fran lost that trade. But then mm-hmm. you brought it on home when you said they need all the money they can get to play Bosa, and Trey Lance's yeah. salary now comes off the books. So right. that's a win for them. Now, I also think it's a win for Dallas because, let's face it, Dak has reached his ceiling. He's done mm-hmm. all he's going to do. I mean, he, he's, he's not going to get any better. And he's in the state where you start to decline. I mean, yeah. all they all decline they, except for Tom Brady. They all decline. Michael Jordan, LeBron, any athlete you can name. I said, with the exception of Tom Brady, they, <laughs> right. they all they all seem to decline. And so Dak is now on the downside of his career when he never reached the potential that they thought he was going to reach. So I think in bringing in Trey Lance. At, least, at the very least, it should light a fire under that. And because, again, when people keep saying, oh, Trey Lance is garbage, Trey Lance is trash, we don't know mm. that. We've never we seen this dude play. He, right. he played a half against Chicago yeah. in a mm-hmm. monsoon. So I I don't know if he's good or not, but I do right. know what Dak is capable of. Now, Dak is not garbage like people say he is. I, I I, I say that when I'm just teasing Cowboy fans. I don't think Dak is garbage, but again, I think Dak has reached his ceiling. He's on the downside. It's time to bring some fresh blood in there. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that. And, and and it puts it lights a fire under Dak. But I want to know: is this was this was this a disrespectful move or? or should have just been handled differently by Jerry Jones. We get it. He's the owner. He's the GM. So he's entitled to do what he wants to do. He doesn't have to consult with anyone but himself. You know, we, we, we get that. But to bring in a guy like Trey Lance, you know, without consulting with, one, Mike McCarthy, and, two, Dak Prescott, what does that say to what does that say to to those guys? Uh, if you were Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy, and that happened to you, and you didn't, there was no conversation whatsoever saying, "Listen, I'm trading for Trey Lance." Dak, listen, Dak, relax. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to bring him here to you know to uh, to replace you or thinking that you're you know you're going to stink up the joint. But it's an insurance policy. 
Uh, this is an insurance policy, and we have to protect ourselves. And Mike McCarthy, you know, he should have went to Mike McCarthy to give him the same speech. Say, listen, I'm bringing this guy in. You know, he's, he's got a lot of potential here. We've seen it. He hasn't gotten a chance to play. You know, if things go awry, you know, we can, get, we, can, we can fall back on this guy. He has the potential. He has the arm strength. He has the mobility. We've seen that. He just got to, he has to stay on the field. But what say you about how Jerry Jones handled the situation? Do you think it was it was disrespectful to those guys? Do we have the PG-13 rating tonight? Uh, we do. We do. Okay. So, because there's no other way I can say this. It's a shit show. That, that's the only other way that I can say it. Because you can't – You the great Bill Parcells once said, if I'm going to cook the food – I need to be involved in buying the groceries. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, hey, well, if you invited me over for dinner, and I'm like, hey, well, what you making? And you're like, hey, man, I got this great recipe. I'm cooking some chicken. It's going to be great, whatever. And then I show up with a steak, talking about, yeah, man, I don't eat chicken. I'm going to need you to cook this steak. And you look at me like, and where did I tell you I was making chicken? Why would you bring a steak to my house? So much you need to cook this. So basically, Mike McCarthy has come up with a game plan. I'm sure because the season starts next week, he had a game, got, got a game plan going. He got his QB1. He got his QB2. And all of a sudden, here's Jared Jones talking about, hey, man, I was down at the um, the football mall, and I picked you up a little something. <laughs> and Mike McCarthy's like, hey, what did you get me? Oh, I got you a quarterback. <laughs> well, who? Trey Lance. You did what? I can't have this dude go into my quarterback room this late in the season with no heads up for nothing. Where, what, who the dude that cleaned Jerry glasses? Isn't that Stephen Jones? Where was he when Jerry was? They need to take Jerry Fall again. You can't do that. Even though it's a good move for Dallas, at the very least, you bring your head coach in on it. I mean, it would have been respectful to bring Dak in on the deal too. But you, But at the very least, you reach out to Mike McCarthy because he yeah. might have been like, "Hey Jerry, hey let, let me run this. Let me let me drive. Let me let me drive. You just sit back there in the back seat and relax." And, and Jared has showed up with a with a time he went to a garage sale and literally got. <laughs> and, and Mike McCarthy said, "What am I supposed to do with this? I, I got a room for the quarterback. Oh, you got to get rid of some of them. We by Tuesday we got to be down to fifty three. Well, you got to be down to 52 because this one of your 53 right here. Yeah, that, that, yeah like I said, that's an that's a S show over there, K-Wall. The whole thing was handled wrong. And, I, I mean, they're professionals so because you know, yeah. they're young black men, so I'm, I'm going to give them the credit for being professionals. Yeah. But I think they will work it out and they will figure it out. But there's got to be some tension there. One, that's saying what's going on here. And two, Trey Lance saying, hey, man, what you done got me involved in? Right. I mean, it's like, it's like you know, Trey Lance walking up and they're thinking it's all good because he thinks this, mm-hmm. this has been run by them. They're learning it in real time. Yeah. And that yeah. makes it real awkward for him. Yeah, that's a mess over there, K-Walk. Yeah, and, and what the 49ers did, and I, and I know that organization, they, they ultimately gave Trey Lance, like, listen, we have teams, you know, we're, we're fielding calls. Where do you want to go? Where is the best fit for you? Where do you want? Where do you want to fit? Um, because they they could have gotten they could have gotten more for for Trey, but they felt like they owed it to Trey because Kyle Shanahan has come out and said that you know he felt that he let Trey down. You know he put him in a situation where he couldn't succeed. You know even though when Trey was on the field, 
you know, he didn't really get a chance to, to you know, to produce because of the injuries. And then even when he was on the field, you know, he was kind of behind the curveball, um, if you will, because he didn't have he didn't have and you know a lot of football experience coming into that. Forty ers knew that, but they still felt as though with Kyle Shanahan and that offense that he was still a plug and play guy. You know, they could still, you know, you put him in immediately and that offense, you know, should 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 run like an a well or machine. I'm not saying that he would have, you know, you know, blew it up or anything like that because that's not what you ask the 49ers quarterback to do. You just ask them to, you know, manage the game, get the ball into the playmakers' hands and let them do let them do what they do. We're not asking you to go out here and throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns, you know, and and the game and put up 35 points. That's not what Kyle Shanahan's offense is about. But Brock Purdy took a hold of that situation where Jimmy G went down, Trey Lance went down, and 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 never left and never let the reins go, if you will. If other than that fluke injury, you know, it, we we don't know how far they could have went. But with Trey Lance, Trey Lance's fall fell into a numbers game because with the 49ers right now, the 49ers. Their window is closing. Their window is closed. I'm not saying they're right there. It's you know, it's about to close, but they're about three, four, three or four years away from that window completely closing on them, because of the fact that the matter is you got these guys aging, these big contracts out there, and these guys are aging. They need to win now. They can no longer wait for Trey Lance to develop, and that's why they that's why they uh, did what they did. You know, they put him in another situation where they can you know use him now or you know put him plug it in immediately because. You know, we have to win now. Sam Darnold, as bad as his movies were with the, with the Jets and with the Car- um, Cardinals, with, with Carolina, he's still a serviceable quarterback. He's not a number one quarterback, and he doesn't have to be a number one quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Even if he was the starter, he doesn't have to put up those numbers. But I think he'll be a great fit backing up Brock Purdy, and, and hopefully, you know, all everyone can stay healthy uh, for sure. But yeah, Trey is my guy, man. We all knew I won record saying that if we didn't draft Trey Lance, you know, a few years, three years ago, that I was going to break my TV. I'm on record to saying that <laughs> on on everything. So, you know, I, you know, and and John Lynch has come out and said it. Listen, we took a shot and we missed. And, you know, and that's what it is. You know, you sometimes you take a shot and you miss. Sometimes the shot is not taken or it's taken but unintentionally and you hit the target. I, I mean, i.e., Brock Purdy. So it's kind of a, like a kind of a wash. You know, Brock Purdy turned out to be what they hope Trey Lance would uh, would ultimately be. But let me ask you this. E, do you see Trey Lance at any point of this season starting for the Dallas Cowboys? <clears throat> Not, not unless Dak gets hurt, because okay. again, I don't think Dak is a terrible quarterback. I don't think he's great, but I, I don't, I don't see because NFL teams are, are not quick to just uproot a starting quarterback unless he really stinks it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't think Dak will stink it up enough to lose his job. Now going into camp next year. If they still have both of them on the book, well, I look for them to move Dak. If they think that Trey Lance can play at all, I think they'll yeah. move on from Dak. But if they both go into camp next year, I think Trey Lance may have a stock, stock at winning the starting job. But unless yeah. Dak gets hurt, it's his job to lose, and I don't think he, I don't think he'll lose his job. Yeah, and, and you know the the spotlight is going to be on these guys. It's going to be. There's going to be so much scrutiny on on Dak Prescott, especially that first game against the Giants. Every little mistake that they make, um, and the uh, that Dak makes, 
this season. I want to know what the over-under is, I, and I pose this question. It's a rhetorical question, but nonetheless, you know, maybe someone can, you know, give a, an answer. They don't know, but what? how many times will they show Trey Lance's face on the sideline every time Dak throws an incomplete pass <laughs> or throws an interception, <laughs> takes a sack? <laughs> Good. The only saving grace that Dak has in this situation, it is sad to say, is that Trey Lance black too. Now, Trey Lance won't black too, or they'll call for him immediately. Because if you think about it, Baltimore figured this out. So we got Lamar. People don't like Lamar. They don't like how Lamar acts. So if we put a white boy behind Lamar, they going to call for the white boy. Mm-hmm. So what Baltimore did, now we're going to put two brothers behind Lamar. <laughs> so even if you don't like Lamar, we got Snoop. And if you don't like Snoop, we got another N-word behind him. So y'all want to live with Lamar. So that's the only saving grace that that got. Let's say they would have brought in Tim Tebow. I know Tim Tebow ain't played basketball, ain't played football since Bo Nix was in high school. And that was 35 years ago because this dude did got as a rhythm. That's another story. Say it was Tebow. Oh, the first interception that through. You will hear it all over there. Tebow, we want Tebow. But so to know, with Trey Lance being black, you know, you'll have a couple people say it, but that pressure not going to be there on them. And it's sad right. to say, but that's how it is. And with that said, he, it, the first interceptions, first two, three interceptions that Dak throws. I'm not, I'm not saying that Dak will throw an interception. Be, he says it's going to be less than ten. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, but how much pressure is he under now to not throw to not throw more than ten or to throw less than ten? Because of the fact of the matter is, you got the young man and and, and Trey Lance, and and, and this, that that camera is going to be on both of them. And I, like I said, I want to know what the under or the over under is going to be every time Dak makes again an incomplete pass, or he takes a sack, or he throws an interception. When how many times that camera is going to be on Trey Lance? And and you know for for sure. Now, E, how much we we talk about Dak? We, we you know we talk about Dak and and his situation there, and how much pressure this may put on 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 him. Even though you know he may downplay it and say there's no pressure, I'm still going to go out there and I'm still going to do my job. But you know he's got some competition now. You know he's really got some competition right now, especially when Trey Lance learns that offense, learns that offense, and um and and get and he's ready to go. There's going to be a lot of people going to be looking at him, but not so much Dak. But I want to know how much pressure is this putting on Mike McCarthy? Because as we mentioned earlier, neither one of these guys were given a head up, heads up. So what does that say about Mike McCarthy? Do you feel like Mike McCarthy with this trade may have a shorter leash on Dak now, uh, now that Trey Lance is in the building? Let, 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 let's put that in the parking lot for a second because that will go into when we go hot or not. <laughs> we're, we're okay, okay, okay. He, I'll put it like this. His name is on the hot or not list. So, yeah, so we, we will definitely right. dive into that in a few minutes here. But All right. so back to, back to this Dak and pressure, pressure from Trey Lance. What Trey Lance should do, is whoever who, who calls the plays in Dallas? Though? Let's see if does McCarthy call the plays. I think Mike McCarthy's calling the plays. Uh, yeah, I, I thought so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike Trey McCarthy. Lance should have his helmet on, not in hand, 
on with both chin straps snapped, standing right behind Mike McCarthy every single play of the game. Offense, wow. defense, it don't matter. So when that throw an interception and he look over at Mike McCarthy, he will see Trey Lance standing right there with his helmet on, with the chin strap on. And just standing about, put me in, Coach. I'm ready, Coach. I'm ready. Because, you know, when, when you're normal call, you don't want to have to go look for your helmet or, you right. know, put it under no. You need to be standing right there. With your helmet on, chips buckled up. So when when, when Coach looked up and said, "Hey, one last said, I'm right here, Coach. I'm mean, I'm right here. I'm ready to go out there." And so every time Dak gets sacked and he looks over there on the sideline, he sees Trey Lance looking right at him. Yeah. So yeah, that that's the kind of pressure he needs to be under because you know Cooper Rush and the other little Italian boy they put out there that only played for about five minutes. I can't remember his name. I remember it was an Italian name. They yeah they didn't put any pressure on that. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think he's going to get that from, from Trey because Trey, Trey is a good guy, a, a, a good young man. He was in a, in a situation, and he handled that professionally, especially under the tutelage of, of Jimmy Garoppolo and how, he hand, and how Jimmy Garoppolo handled that situation last season when Trey Lance was named the number one starter and Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't he was in the he was on the it was on the roster but he didn't even get a playbook at that point. So I think he's gonna he's been surrounded by a good locker room, a good quarterback room, uh, meaning Trey Lance and so he he's in that situation. So he understands it. So I don't I, I get where you're coming from though. I, I really do he we get where you're coming from but I think Trey Lance is, is gonna know he's gonna be ready. He's gonna learn from Brock Purdy as well. It's like no matter where you're at you know, no matter where you're at on the roster or on the depth chart, I should say, you know, you have to be ready like you're going to play, um, like you're going to start uh, that next, I mean, that Thursday, that Sunday, that, or that Monday, whatever, whatever day you're scheduled to play, uh, for sure. So yeah, they got a good, a good young man. I, I'm going to miss him, man. But I wish he could have went to any other team, really. Uh, you know, what I mean, really wish he could have <laughs> went to almost any other team. I'm not going to say any other team, but almost any other team. Um, because I just think I just don't like the way Dallas or Jerry Jones does things over there in Jerry's world, uh, if you will. So I, I just hope that um, you know he can get an opportunity. Nothing bad to, to wish upon Dak Prescott, but I think they made a great trade. A trade. They got a great young man um, from a from a, per, a character standpoint. Um, and he has nothing but uh, uh, the ceiling is high for this young man. And if they could put him in the right situation, man, they really going to they're really going really to get a a, a a a huge. That's going to be a huge pick pick for them, man. You a huge uh, trade for them for sure. So hats off for Trey, man. Uh, you know, good luck to you up until you play against us, brother. So <laughs> for sure, man. <laughs> definitely going to miss that. Definitely going to miss that, brother. All right, let's do this. Uh, wow, that 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 went by fast. Let's. Um, Let's, uh, let's do this. Let's grab our first break. Uh, when we come back, I want to stay on the NFL talk, and I want to talk Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, you know, requested a trade. Uh, the Colts granted him, you know, you know, allowed him to go out there and seek a suitor. No one bit. Actually, a couple of teams did bite, but the, the Colts did not like what they were offering or the other teams didn't like they were offering um, as well. So with that being said, Jonathan Taylor is going to be on the pup list and he's going to miss the first four games and what that means for him um, going forward, all right? And then plus we'll, we'll dive into uh, – got to dive into some Nick Bosa as well. And Kyler Murray's what's going on? And the Arizona Cardinals, what's going on with that organization for sure? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Arif, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. 
You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC, can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC, at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking about the trade between uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys, Trey Lance, uh, to the Cowboys for a uh, fourth-round pick. And, uh, you know, what that means for Dak Prescott, what that means for Trey Lance and, and the Cowboys as well. So um, so great stuff there, that uh, that first uh, that, that first segment there, E. All right, looks like we got our good buddy, uh, we got our good buddy, um, Special K on the line. Always, I want to welcome this brother in. He always gives us some, uh, you know, some good insights. So before we jump into our next segment, let's welcome in uh, Special K and get his thoughts and opinions on Trey Lance, the Trey Lance trade. Uh, Special K, how you doing this evening, my brother? Thank you for joining us. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Hey, what up, K? What's well? What's going on? Well, all is well. Chiller. Oh yeah, give me uh yeah. So we right before the break, or we just came back from break, uh, okay, and we were talking about the Trey Lance uh, trade to the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, your thoughts and, uh, and opinions on that when you first heard uh, that trade um, uh, went through? I was I was a little confused. Like I didn't I didn't understand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> from both sides, honestly. You know, like what is Dallas gaining? And, and and what was San Francisco thinking? You know what I mean? Like, you gave up so much to get him in the draft, and then you basically trade him for nothing. So, you know, like, what, what I don't understand. But from the Dallas perspective, the only thing I could actually think of is that 
Jerry just want to stay in the news, you know. Um, <laughs> Jerry, a master at, at, you know, creating commentary. So, uh, yeah, I think I think Jerry just wanted to stay in the news, man. I mean, I, I don't see where they win, you know what I mean? I mean, you got something that may develop in the future, but, you know, for today, I don't see, you know, I don't see the win today. Okay. Okay. Okay, were you aware that Jerry didn't check with either Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy? He just showed up one day and was like, hey, man, I got you something. And Mike McCarthy was that. And he opened up the door, and it was transparent there. Were you aware of that? Yeah, I heard that this morning. That That's a little, you know, but, again, that's Jerry. You know what I mean? I mean, that, yeah, hey, that's out of line. I don't care who that is, dog. That that that's out of line, dog. You you can't just show up with a quarter. I mean, you can show up with a defensive lineman, a linebacker, a defensive back. That, you can show up with a receiver. You can show up with a quarterback. If if you back, what you gonna do? Request that's a trade. The, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's, you know that's a hundred that's a hundred thousand dollar question there. What what yeah. what is Zach going to respond? Are you are you referring to what should he have done or what he will do? Is that your question? Well, okay. Either way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You just signed a big contract. What you gonna walk away from that money? Ain't nobody gonna pick your contract up real quick. You ain't that guy that somebody's gonna be ready to jump on you right away. Not for that money. You know what I'm saying? And Mike McCarthy, like, seriously, what has Mike McCarthy done um, recently? You know, NFL, what have you done for me? You know what I mean? So what has he done lately? So what are they going to do? Okay, like, it's kind of like one of those situations, like we used to say in the office all the time. I'd be like, are you working today? Are you stealing? And I'd say the company name, are you stealing money today? <laughs> <laughs> right. like, like at the job, okay, uh, okay, well, if you, like say, for example, if I go three hours without seeing Special K, that means he over there working. But if he in my cubicle every 10 minutes, oh, I would tell oh, you still, yeah, you still in the cubicle. So that's that. Hey, that, are you going to get out here and ball? Are you going to steal money this season? You know, John Wall. Because, you know, John Wall is the greatest thief in history. I don't want to hear about none of these other famous bank robbers. No, John Wall <laughs> did his stealing without a gun or a mask and got over. Now, John Wall got the NBA, but that other cat, um, uh, I can't, I keep forgetting his name, man, but he was the number one pick for the round. You know what I mean? He got he the one changed everything for the first-round draft. He got like 70, 80 million oh, uh, that he didn't uh, touch the uh, field uh. yet. The quarterback. Um, yeah. Yeah, you see how you don't know his name? He That's the greatest piece right there. Yeah. yeah, he went to Oklahoma. Um, yeah, what's what name? Sam, oh, Sam, Sam Bradford? You talking about Sam Bradford? It might be Bradford. I'm not even I, sure, I, I, but the point is. I, I think he so. Want, is he the one that he the one they paid the rookie it. deal? That the, it was, yeah. I think it was Sam Bradford. He the reason they restructured the way rookies get paid. Yeah. That, yeah. That's him. Okay. Uh, they would have changed it. They'll be at two hundred million by now before they even <laughs> touch the field. <laughs> hey, you know what they say? You know when? You know what they asked the, uh, the the one young bank robber back in the day? I think his name was Willie Sutton. They asked him why he robbed banks. 
And his response is, that's where the money's at. <laughs> you know, that's where the money's at. <laughs> so that's what these guys are looking at. It. But, yeah, man, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you that with their, uh, okay, you know, it, it's a situation where Dak is – it's going to be some pressure on that added pressure. There was already pressure on Dak to begin with. Now I don't know how Dak is going to respond. We're going to see that first game against uh, that's that's it's a Sunday night game too. Good gracious, can it get any worse than Dak? Can it get any more? Can it, the pressure get any more heavier for uh, for uh, for Dak? He's got Trey Lance right there, you know, looking over his shoulders. He's got. Um, he already had pressure on him. These guys are talking. They're talking about him going. Them going to the Super Bowl as they do every year. But now they got the Giants on a Sunday night game, man. So it's going to be even more eyes on on these guys uh, on Dak Prescott. And, and I'm telling you right now, man, we're going to see a lot of Trey Lance on uh, meaning a video of him on the sideline peeking at Trey Lance to see, you know, if he's ready, what's he doing, what's he looking like. But um, yeah, Dak is is going to under a lot of pressure, man. We're going to see what, how Dak can handle this, man. And like you alluded to, E earlier, is that we may have seen Dak here. This may this this may be Dak's ceiling, and as I think, you know, you said that I agree with you that I think Dak is the only place that Dak can go right now is down. I don't think we're going to see a better version of Dak. He could be motivated. He can make these videos a la Cam Newton, you know, before the game, you know, doing the pregame warm-ups and things like, things of that nature. But once, you know, once it, once it kicks off and, and, and you're in between those lines, we're going to see how bright those lights are for Dak, and see if he gets, you know, if he gets lost in those in those headlights. Uh, but I'm, I'm not wishing anything bad of, uh, against Dak unless until he's playing the 49ers. Um, but um, you know, we're going to see. But you know, he's got some talent, you know, backing him up for sure right now. He's got a true threat backing him up right now. No Cooper, no Cooper Rush right there back there, or uh, what was another guy named Da Vinci or Convinci? Uh, I forget his other name, but um, you know, he has a, a you know a, a talent. Backing them up now, so uh, be, you know, be careful, Dak. You know, gotta get it done, brother. All right, another player here, man, in the NFL, I want to talk about, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor um, is going to be out for the first four games here, e because he couldn't find a suitor to uh, to trade for him. There was rumors out there that the Miami Dolphins had reached out to uh, to the Colts uh, for uh, uh, for Jonathan Taylor. But the Colts requested that uh, they wanted Waddle, J.T. Waddle, uh, you know, in exchange for him. And the Dolphins said, you know, not so fast, my friend, Uh, in my Lee uh, Corso voice. But um, so that that nixed that deal. E, do you feel as though, like, you know, the uh, the Colts were kind of like – Kind of like I'm trying to compare it to someone else. Like I got NBA when, you know, as far as, you know, uh, the, the Miami Heat situation with Dame Lillard, he's not asking for too much. They want to get rid of him, Sky, but at the same time, you know, they don't want to just let him go for nothing. But what say you about the Colts nixing that deal? <clears throat> or well, the I, Miami I Dolphins nixing that deal, I should say. I, I don't think the Colts well, – well, before Miami and Nixon the deal, they'd have been crazy to give up Waddle for yeah. for um, for Taylor. And, I mean, yeah. I think Taylor's good, but uh, let's look at the market. A wide receiver versus – a wide receiver of Waddle's caliber versus a, a top of the nine running back. You still win with wide receiver just given the way the NFL is going. Now, I don't think the Colts had any plans to track – Jonathan Taylor, because if they did, they put the word. They would put the word out there. Hey, this guy's on the market. What can we get for him? 
First of all, Ursay told him about a month ago, in words, you ain't going nowhere, we ain't trading you. So <laughs> right. then he kind of backed off that and said, all right, then, if you want to trade, go find one and bring it to us. If we like it, then we'll do it. Hey, man, that ain't how this works. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you, you know, I mean, do you think when Tom Brady got ready to leave, well, Tom Brady didn't get traded. He walked away because it's free agency. But I'm just trying to think of a big-name guy who's gotten traded. Unfortunately, okay, let's go um, um, Ramsey, the corner. Um, Jalen Ramsey, Jaylen the corner Ramsey, that okay. plays for the Dolphins now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's hurting off, but he's yeah. one of the top – Epsilon tier corners in the league. Do you think the Rams went to him and said, "Hey man, go find a team. If we like it, we'll pull it in." No, they was like, "Hey, we even to rebuild our franchise. Let's see what we can get. What assets do we have?" Ooh, we got Jalen Ramsey. He's good. He's an asset. We can't win right now. Let's get something for him. No, the coach did the opposite of that. They told Taylor, "Hey man, you ain't going nowhere." All right, dog, we'll find a trade and we'll see if we can do something. And then to put him on the pop list when ain't nothing hurt but his pride. This, this, that, that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, man, and, and that always baffles me, man, when I hear that, you know, these coaches or GMs tell these players, like, you know, go look for a suitable, uh, you know, go look for a trade, uh, you know, a trade partner or go look for a team that's willing to trade. I, I don't understand how that works. I, I get it that, you know, you go to you go to a team and you say, "Oh, I want to you know join this organization because you know X Y Z or whatever the case may be." But he has no control over you know how that trade is going to happen. You know, you know <laughs> it's all well and good, but you know, yeah, I'm glad you you know you want to be in that be at that organization. But with that being said, all right, well, I'm going to ask for you know number one or number two, uh, their best receiver or whatever the case may be. I'm not just giving you away because that's where you want to be. You know, I never understood how that actually work when they grant players, you know, you know, uh, the, the permission to seek a trade. Still, that misses me on, on how that particular, how that works uh, for sure. But Kay, what say you? It, you know, about is, this isn't that reverse? Isn't that reverse tampering? I mean, you know, that, I guess yeah, if they I gave him, I guess if they gave me okay, I'm guessing that it's okay. I don't know. But, I don't the, know how that but the okay is really not theirs to give. You know what I'm saying? With the way, with the way the tampering rules work. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. What are your thoughts on, on the Thomas Jefferson situation? I, I think it's crazy, man. I mean, I seen, I seen a, 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 a article that, that mentioned that Ursay has spent more on a guitar, a bass guitar, than he has, than he's spending for. Uh, Jonathan Taylor per year, so that wow. that's a little mind-boggling. You know what I mean? And yeah. he just re-signed a kicker. I mean, mine. It was only four years, what thirty million? But I mean, hell, you throw another million on that. That's what you're paying Jonathan Taylor. So I I don't like it at all. I think they, you know, it's it's what the running back market is today. Um, I think he's better than what he's getting paid based on the market, but, you know, it, it's kind of one of those, it is what it is, you know. Um, you're not you're not going to get traded because nobody's going to give Indianapolis what they think they deserve for the caliber of player he is. So, I mean, again, that's based on the running back market. I mean, people feel like 
or, or teams feel like it's plug and play, um, which is kind of coming. It's kind of coming to that, unfortunately. So you know, unfortunate for Jonathan Taylor, but you know, it, it's kind of one of those. It is what it is now. You know what I mean? That's the market. I mean, if it wasn't the market, you would have got traded. Somebody would have been ready to pay that money. So um, he ain't asking for much. I don't think. You know, it ain't like he asking for thirty million a year, twenty million a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's. I don't like it, but you know, again, it's it's what the market is. Yeah, for sure, and, and great point there, uh, Kay. But, E, does this go to back to where we've been talking about in the beginning of the year with all of these running backs, you know, with Saquon Barkley, with Ezekiel Elliott, with Josh Jacobs? It just seems like right now that, you know, that the running back position is being devalued more and more or less and less, I should say, you know, um, you know, each and every week. Every time you hear about a running back that wants to, you know, you know, that wants to get that big payday, Dalvin Cook to the Jets, you know, they don't, they're not getting that money. Saquon did all he did, and all he, I think all he got out of it was a $2 million signing bonus and I think $900,000 in, in, in incentives. But is this, is this about the no one's valuing the running back uh, anymore these days? Does it fall into that realm? I, I'm going to look at it from this one. And this is this this may be a strange take, but you guys, we're all from the same generation, so you'll kind of see it. I think analytics is ruining sports as we know it today, and football in particular. And the reason I say that is because there's a thing, the running back position has been greatly devalued because I, um, we're all from the same generation where we watch ground and pound football where the running mm-hmm. back was important. I told you when me and my son was talking about football, and he said to me, he said, Dad, When's the last time a running back made a difference and was the best player on a Super Bowl right. winning team? Mm-hmm. And so I thought about it for a minute, and I said, you know, Terrell Davis. He said, Dad, I wasn't even born when that happened. <laughs> he, said, he said, going past that, and there have been great running backs. He's right. There has been. He said, but none of them have been the best player on a Super Bowl winning team because, you know, he thinks he's a GM. And he's a big proponent <laughs> of not paying the running back. He was like, you can get a running back there nine dozen. You can easily get one. And so, like you said, you got Zeke Elliott. You got Todd Gurley. You got, not Todd Gurley. Um, um, Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey. You got these guys. Um, Zeke Elliott. Some of them got their money, some of them didn't. But, yeah, the overall position itself has just been devalued. And if you think about it, the full <laughs> position is gone altogether. There, I mean, yep. there's no more Moose Johnson opening up the hole for Emmett. Now, I don't think the running right. back position will ever completely go away like the fullback position has gone, but analytics is ruining football. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> hey, look, I, you mentioned that, Ian, and I pulled up the Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl MVP winners from, you know, Super Bowl one to, to, to last year. And there's only been four running backs that's actually, uh, that's actually won the MVP. The most recent, uh, as you mentioned, was, was Terrell Davis, and prior to that was, uh, was Emmitt Smith. Prior to that, you have to go all the way back to Mark Allen. Did you want Roger, did, did you want and, Roger and, Craig get one? No, Roger Craig never got one. Oh. That was Jerry Rice, Joe okay. Montana, or Steve Young. 
And then oh, yeah. you go right as you go by back then it was uh you know before Marcus Allen it was John Riggins. John Riggins was the first oh, I apologize, Franco Harris uh, as well. So that's five. Franco Harris was the first running back to to win and it was only four after that. So yeah, I agree with your son there. You know, when you look at it, you know, they 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 don't play a major part. You know, and and winning, yes, they help. I mean, there's there are exceptions to the rules. I just mentioned those guys, but when you look at it, you know, look how you know the, back in the day was what you know thirteen, fourteen hundred, sixteen hundred yards. You know, you would get as a running back, and that was you know that was crucial. Now you get a thousand yards, it's like oh they rush for a thousand yards, but yeah, you rush for a thousand yards, but it's a seventeen game season now. So yeah. look at the average, <laughs> it's a seventeen game season now. So it took you seventeen weeks to rush for for a thousand yards. That that's not adding up. Again, there are exceptions to the rules, but yeah, I I, I think that you know these teams are starting to look at these these running backs and saying, listen, you're not as val- you're not valued as it used to be because we can go out there and we can get a, a, a running back or I'll be a receiver that can play like you know a couple few years ago when Kyle Shanahan introduced the wide back if you will with Debo Samuel and Debo Samuel's you know you know you know running rushing the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield and you see other teams starting to to you know uh, you know uh, implement that into their offense because it is a copycat league so yeah so these running backs man I, I get you know they feel like they're you know they're they're probably the best in the league at their position, but they're not, they're, that position is just not what it used to be. And I get it. I get where all of these running backs are coming from, but at the same time, you can go with a committee of running backs uh, and to do the same thing that, that you're doing um, for sure. So um, now he's going to miss four, the first four games. Uh, and I don't think the Colts can afford that, especially with a young uh, rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson. He needs all the protection that he can get, um, uh, whether it be, you know, a wide receiver, a tight end, or, or a great running game, because we know that the best friend of a uh, quarterback is a running game and a tight end. And without Jonathan Taylor, I, I just hope that Anthony Richardson, you know, can, can, can stay healthy. And not to mention, when we look at these when we look at these running backs, look around the league, E and K, and look around the leagues and look at that all the quarterbacks that around the league, all 32 quarterbacks. There may be one you can name, but all of them, or the majority of them guys can move. They're mobile guys. You know, they can run as well as they can pass. And I'm not just talking about those, you know, we just look, just go down the list. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I mean, just maybe one guy that I can think of at the top of my head, and that's Mac Jones who's can run a little bit, but he's you know he's not going to blow the doors off of anybody, and that's probably why they brought in Ezekiel Elliott to back up Stevenson. But the majority of the league is, is has mobile quarterbacks or quarterbacks who can extend plays with their legs, you know, get out the pocket, not necessarily you know rush for 100 yards a game or anything like that, but mobile enough to extend the uh, to extend the uh, the play for sure. All right, good. But what you said, what was E? I mean, uh, K. Do you have anything on that, to add on to that before we move on? <clears throat> Not really, man. Y'all pretty much hit it all on the head. I mean, but I would say there, there's been some running backs since Terrell Davis that were of value in the Super Bowl. They might not have gotten the, the MVP, such as uh, Mr. Freeman for Atlanta, um, Pittman for for the Bucks. But but you know the point is the point is still valid though. Um, you know it's not. They're not the, the they're not the star of the game, you know. They don't win MVP, um, so the point is valid. But there have been some some running backs that did make a difference in the game, 
They mm-hmm. just didn't necessarily get the MVP. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. See, Seattle went out of their way to make sure the running back wasn't the star by calling a pass play on fourth <laughs> instead of giving the ball to Mr. Hennessy uh, up the middle, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> yeah. They went out of their way to. Yeah, they, he, every time you see him now, he retired. He got a bottle of Hennessy. But uh, uh, I said, you, they you call him Mr. Skittles. <laughs> no, yeah, no, Skittles, no None. Straight from the bottle. You absolutely right. Because <laughs> um, like I was listening to this one reporter. She had did an embedded interview with him where she spent like three or four days. She said as soon as they picked up from the airport, they made us start doing shots for Hennessy. Yeah, so oh, that's how okay. he get down. But, yeah, had, uh, they, had they given Marshawn Lynch the ball at the middle and Seattle wins the Super Bowl and he's Super Bowl MVP, they got to ask him, you know, where are you going? And the answer, correct answer is did in the world. But they didn't know what this <laughs> ain't where we're going to say. So they were like, no, nah, we can't even risk it. Yeah, let's go and get Tom Brady another one because okay. he knows what to say. Yeah, we, we can't we can't trust Marshawn. That's a conspiracy theorist speaking right there, brother. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than Nino, right? It's bigger than Nino Brown. Exactly. <laughs> All right, good stuff, there. Good stuff. All right, let's let's uh, let's stay in the NFL here, man. And I want to talk about what's going on in Arizona right now. E and um, it seems like you know, I mean, well, it doesn't seem like it. they're they're tanking, man, and they're just making this obvious. You know, by, you know, letting all of these players go. We're talking about, you know, first uh, to begin with, we're talking about um, DeAndre Hopkins. Let him go for nothing. I mean, they could have got something back for him, a seventh round, sixth round, something. You know, save face there. Um, then they, they trade away uh, they trade away uh, Simmons um, um, as well. You know, their young uh, rookie linebacker there who has some promise. Um, as well. Then, you know, we know that Kyler Murray is going to be out for, I think, the first four or six, six weeks because of that, that knee injury. Um, and then they trade their back. I mean, they, they release their backup in Colt McCoy. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just egregious, man, if you ask me, man. I mean, they're, they're, just, not, they're just not trying to hide this at all. They're not trying to hide this at all. Uh, but what say you? Do, you? do we see another – Josh Rosen type situation uh, when, when McClinsey came in there. Uh, what, what say you about this? Now, when they first released Colt McCoy, my question was, what are you doing? Because if you're tanking, Colt McCoy gives you the best chance to lose. I mean, that's a, that's what, he, him and Bo Nix played college ball together. So that's how long Colt McCoy been in the league. So I'm thinking, okay, but then somebody pointed out and was like, nah, you got to get rid of Colt McCord because he'll win you three or four games. I mean, uh, you know, three or four games might not seem like a lot, but if you're trying to lock up the number one pick and get that quarterback, I forget his name that's coming out. Caleb, like, Caleb Williams. Yeah, that's him. Like, you can't mm-hmm. afford to win three or four games. And they say, Colt McCoy, get out there and win you three or four on accident. So they want to really be terrible. So they say, Colt McCoy, you know, because that does, getting rid of Colt McCoy doesn't raise a red flag. Your red flag was raised when you let DeAndre Hopkins go for nothing, when you trade the linebacker. Yeah, red, red, getting rid of Colt McCoy was just a Tuesday. You know, mm-hmm. we got to be down to 53, you know. But, you know, who are you going to play instead of him? Because I don't even know when Kyler Murray is due back. And if you're taking to get Caleb Williams, 
what did that say about Kyler Murray? You know, he done made his football money. He might want to go on to baseball because I know coming out of college, that was a dilemma for him. Well, am I going to play football or am I going to play baseball? Well, the money is guaranteed in baseball, and there's no salary cap. Hey, now, you could be the next Shohei Otani if you can hit and not stick to pitching. <laughs> but the football the football days, you know, might be number for him because, I mean, he'll get another job if they get rid of him in Arizona. But I don't know if anybody necessarily checking for him like that. But, yeah, Arizona, another one of them shows over there, what I told you about Dallas earlier. I don't know what's going on over there either, but it's obvious that they're trying to take. They like to yeah, themselves yeah. in Philly, um, you know, when Philly trusts the process, and they uh, I can't remember his name, uh, Sam, what was his name, Sam Henney. The dude in Philly that, that came over with trust the process. But, yeah, that's what they're doing over there. Oh, okay. and he got bounced, And he got bounced up out of Philly, and they're going to bounce somebody up out of Arizona because that's terrible. Yeah, and you got to look at this, K man. As it's obvious, there it's blatant, man. It's really blatant because if they, I think they have the potentially if they have the number one pick, and perhaps they can, you know, get the number two pick. And we're talking about, you know, we talk about we talked about Caleb Williams, and then we talked about, uh, well, we didn't talk about him. But we talked about Caleb Williams and possibly them landing the uh, the number one receiver in the country, and that's Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. So it's looking like that they're going that route. Out, okay, but what, what say you about Arizona? And I mean, are, is this is this as blatant to you? What say you? Uh, blatant on I don't know, man. Um, I think they're gonna actually try to win some games. You know, take a lot of prize on the line. You know that type of thing. Um, but you know, as far as getting rid of the players, yeah, it's obvious it's a tank. Um, but, you know, you can't go to no players and say, hey, man, we're going to lose these games on purpose. You know what I mean? So the players are going to try to play. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's a front office thing. You know, we're going to get rid of these players and see what happens. Um, but I yeah, think that's because I, I think it's more or less because of uh, uh, Kyler Murray. You know, that, that experiment has, uh, has went to the dumps. You know, we messed around and paid him. Like he wanted to act up, you know, and all this stuff is coming out about him. So, yeah, that experiment is over. Um, as far as D-Hop, I think D-Hop's best days is passing, you know, and I think the world going to see that now uh, with him being in Tennessee because he technically going to be the man again. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. You know, he's going to be the man, and they, they got Henry. I think Henry's best days is passing too. So, you know, um, <laughs> you ask me, I think Tennessee tanking. <laughs> you know, they get the big names. They they get the big names. Uh, you know, they're the field of fans. Uh, but you know, they going after D Hop, man. I mean, D Hop ain't played a full season since he left Houston. It ain't finna happen in Tennessee either. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tank tank on both teams. <laughs> great point there. Great point. All right, what we're going to do here is we're going to um, we're going to dive into our next break. When we come back, we're going to get into our uh, our, our coaching hot seat. Uh, East Scott's going to give me uh, give us give us some uh, coaches, and we're going to tell you if they're in a hot seat or not. Touch on some college football. College football week one starts this week, ladies and gentlemen. Big one tomorrow night, Florida at uh, at Utah, and uh, we got LSU at Florida State. We got Penn State, uh, West Virginia going into Penn State um, as well. I want to dive into all that, give our thoughts and opinions on how those games are going to play out in, uh, in, in our opinion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K Walk and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. 
You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call, 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. And we are back. And, again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking for the break. We were talking Jonathan Taylor, uh, that trade uh, there, and Kyler. We were talking about Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray as well. Uh, definitely want to stay on the NFL t- uh, talk here. And um, our segment here is called uh, Coaching, Hot or Not. Uh, e. Scott's going to give us some coaches, and we're going to say if their seat is hot or it's not. So with that said, being said, Mr. E. Scott, take it away, brother. Okay, yeah. So what I did was I went and um, I just looked at a um, couple coaches. You know, some of them are a little more obvious than, than, you know, others. But I just wanted to get your opinion and, you know, see what you thought about these. So first we're going to start out Todd Bowles for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you had, when we did um, the over-under, you had yeah. Tampa at under seven. I did. That's where you're at, Tampa. So, Todd Bowles, is, is his seat hot or not? <laughs> oh, man, I can't go lukewarm here, can I? Um, all right, <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's in a tough situation here, man. And he has his quarterback. I know he has Baker. He has Couch Pask. Um, and that defense is supposed to be somewhat decent. I have them winning six games, as you mentioned, E. He's a black quarterback. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he's a black uh, black coach, I should say. So with that being said, um, I'm going to say it's hot. His seat is going to be hot. 
<laughs> special, special K, Tom Bowles, your boy, your head coach. Is Tom seat hot or not? I'm gonna say yeah, it's hot, but I, I don't think I don't think it's this year hot. You know, I think okay. he'll, he'll get one more year past this year. But yeah, it's definitely hot. All right. So now mm-hmm. this one is interesting. The next one I got. Bill Belichick, New England Patriots. Kwok, you had them winning fewer than seven games. Is Belichick's seat hot or not? See, I'm going to say it's hot. It's surprising in some because I have him under seven games, as I mentioned, because I just don't think he did enough on offense this past uh, off season. I know he has Mac Jones. You know, he brought in. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, um, I don't think he addressed that wide receiver position. I know he has some, you know, solid guys, some okay guys over there, but he doesn't have a true uh, QB1, I mean, a uh, uh, wide receiver one over there. So I think it's, it's going to be hot for him, man. I really do because I really think that offense is going to struggle. So, yeah, surprisingly, Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. It's hot. Special K, Bill Belichick, hot or not? Patriot coach forever, not. Um, okay. I don't think there's no way in hell, uh, excuse my French, that <laughs> Bill Belichick gets fired. You know what I mean? So I, I think his, his position is stamped and he's ready to go. Like he would have to do an 0-16 twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> move, move, moving on down to my neck of the woods. Dennis Allen. K-Walk, you had the Saints winning less than 12 games. Is Dennis Allen's seat hot or not? Um, I, I have him winning less than 12 games, but I do have him winning a division. So with that being said, that's a playoff spot. So um, I, I think it's if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't win a division, it's definitely hot. So, yeah, I, it's, it's hot because I expect them to win a division. If he doesn't win the division, if the Saints don't win a division, his seat is hot. So right now it's hot. I'm going to say it's hot. So it's okay. It's not. It's hot unless you put Jameis in. And what I mean by that is if he put, if he, if he, you know, they start off bad or whatever, he start playing, starting Jameis, then it's going to be Jameis' fault. So then the seat won't be so hot. But uh, as is, yeah, it's, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go up to the football team, the Commanders, Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron is out in Airbnb to run the offense. Mm-hmm. He out here saying Airbnb practices too hard and, and all this other rigmarole. Riverboat Ron, seat, hot or not? Um, he is uh, – it's he's hot, man. But I think it was hot. When he made that comment about uh, about Eric Bieniemy and and saying it was an uncomfortable situation for the players as far as him his intensity there, and then he tried to you know try to you know you know walk it back if you will, and then the way he walked it back was you know even crazy because he had to write something down. He was reading from you know a script or something that was written by his PR guy or PR person I should say, uh, or by himself I don't know, but nonetheless he was reading while he was walking that back. So it led me to believe that he didn't believe that. He felt like, you know, that's something he had to have done. He was told by the organization. He was told by the PR, uh, by PR that he had to do. So with that being said, he's on the hot seat. His seat is hot. Special K, Riverboat Run, hot I got one. I got one question for you. Who, who, who's part of that group that bought the team? 
Well, I'm looking for one name. I'm gonna help okay. you out. He goes by one name. Yeah, there you Magic? go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what exactly what I'm looking for. Magic, Magic Light winner. You understand me? Magic, Magic said he couldn't coach because he couldn't get what he wanted out of the players. In other words, he was saying the players were soft. Ron making that comment. Seat was instantly hot. So yeah, his seat was very hot. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's take it back out west. San Diego, Los Angeles, whatever you want to call them, Chargers. Mm-hmm. Brandon Staley, another brother. K-Walk, you had them over seven games. Yeah. Is Brandon Staley see hot or not? Um, I, I say it's 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 hot. It's definitely hot, man. But I do have them winning uh, right now. It's hot. I think I definitely think that if they don't get to you know over you know over seven wins, over twelve wins, I have them at twelve and five. Looking at their schedule. I think it's very doable for them, providing that I know Austin Eckler is healthy and he's happy, because we know Austin Eckler came into the camp not too happy. He wasn't a happy camper. He talked about the running back situation, but nonetheless, they've been losing a lot of close games, and you know that anytime you lose close games, that's always on the coach. So with that being said, I'm going to say uh, he is uh, his seat is hot. So it's okay, Brandon Staley. Hot or not? Okay, might be on mute. <clears throat> First of all, let me do a correction here. You mm-hmm. said he was another brother. That is highly incorrect. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Staley is not a brother. You know, um, unless he unless he's super light skinned. Um, <laughs> but with that said, his seat is not hot. You know, um, hey, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Staley on the brother. Oh, that, oh, I was, okay, that's my uh, bad. I think I you're thinking Mike McDaniel, Mike. Oh, I was, I don't know I was looking at the, at the at the DC over there. I think. Oh, that's my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't even catch that. that. I didn't even catch I, that. I, to be honest with you, I I I, I, I have to get with the staff. I'm about to find some folks. Some some people on the staff yeah. on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. I don't He's think I don't yet. think it's too hot. I don't think it's see hot, man. They 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 used to the eight and eights, and you know what I mean. It's, for whatever reason, the Chargers can't can't seem to get over that hump. It was the same way with uh, what my boy name was over there from 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 North Carolina State. Can't call it real Phillip Rivers. Oh, Phillip Rivers. You know what Phillip Rivers. Yeah. For what for whatever reason, they just couldn't get over the hump, man. I think it's gonna be the same thing uh, now. So uh, with that said, I, I say that. Uh, go ahead. They- they brought in Kellen Moore to work with Justin Herbert. Yeah, so, I, okay. uh, <laughs> and he came from he gone he gone he came from well Dallas. All right. Um, so yeah, that's see this you know, <laughs> you know okay. because of who he is and where they at. You know what I'm saying? He'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, unless they unless they completely tank like an Owen you know, eight star or something like that. Other than that, uh, it'll be all right. Not hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Dallas, Mike McCarthy. K-Walk, you had Dallas winning less than 11 games. Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy, hot or not? Oh, that, that that's probably the hottest seat in all of the <laughs> NFL. So, without question, it, it is it is extremely hot. It's whatever you want to, term you want to use to describe hot. Yeah, it is hot Backdra- without question. Backdraft. 
Yeah, watch. Stay away from that door because it's coming. It's going to blow open. So, yeah, definitely high for everything that we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, with Dak and him calling the plays now. He has Trey Lance now. So, yeah, he he has enough rope to hang himself twice, man, for sure. Okay, well, Mr. Gay, mm-hmm. hot or not? I'm going to – I'm going to say it's hot, man. It's Dallas. You'll see, oh, you can go 15 to 2 this year. You'll see hot, buddy. Um, if you don't win the Super Bowl, you know, y'all know how Jerry get down. He, he can win the Super Bowl and get fired. So, hey, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He brought in Barry Schwitzer. Like, 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 dude, get something on. Like, come on, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, see, you see, always hot in Dallas, baby. Everything gets big. And Jerry likes to stay in the headline, so hot. Okay. Now, this next dude, one of the most ten, probably the most tenured coach, I think, that's currently um, in football, a uh, member of Capital Sovereignty Incorporated, over in Pittsburgh, Mike Thomas. Oh, Mike Seat hot or not? Uh, no, absolutely not. I, I think he's one of those guys who has job security, man. He really does. I think what he's done for that organization in the last, what, I think, what, uh, 19 years, how long he's been there, Mike Tomlin, I mean, he never had a losing season. I mean, the worst season that they had was 8-8. Eight and eight. I know that's not a winning season, but it's not definitely not a losing season. I, I, I think between uh, Mike Tomlin and uh, – and, uh, and John Harbaugh, I, and I think they these are the two guys, most two guys, uh, I mean, two guys that have the most job security. So his seat is not hot by any stretch. Just <clears throat> okay, Mike Thomas. Because, you know, Pittsburgh don't like the fire coaches, but, you know, he's he been there a minute. Is it time to move well, on? Well, I'm going to go not hot as well, though, but for some different reasons. Number one, what you just said, how many coaches have they had? He's number three, ain't he? <laughs> don't like that three or four. They don't, they don't like interviewing folks. You know what I <laughs> mean? Num- number two, I think the owners are a little more realistic. And he he, it, he it, also it, satisfies the Rooney rule, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that too. But my number two is I, I think the owners are realistic as far as it's hard to win in this league, let alone win the Super Bowl. And this man ain't had a losing season. That means the people going to stand the stand. So, yeah. Um, his seat is not hot. You know what I mean? They, they they understand what they got. Plus, he's won before, so they know he can do it again. Yeah. Okay. Now, this next guy came into the league as a coaching phenom. If you were associated with him, with him you got a job because of his coaching tree. But lately, it's pulled off a great deal. Sean McVay for the uh-huh. Los Angeles Rams. K-Walk, you had them at a push. You had them 7 and 10. Sean yeah. McVay, is this seat hot or not? Because he's always turning to go to TV. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, man. I, you know what? This is a good one. This is a good one because you got a declining Stan Bradford. You don't know. Uh, Cooper Cup is coming off of a, a injury, and he can't. He, it's hard for him to stay healthy. And those are the two main guys there. Um, I know they have Cam Akers in the backfield. Uh, I know they have uh, Aaron Donald, you know, anchoring that defense. Um, I just don't know what to say about the Rams. So, with that being said, I don't know if they have enough talent over there for his seat to be hot. Um, could you blame him for that? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, I'm going to say, uh, uh, wow, 
I'm going to say it, it, it's hot. Now I'm going to say it's hot because the way they finished last season, even though you can count, you can you can chalk it up to injuries, but they still let a lot of guys go. So I'm I'm going to say it's 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 hot. It's it's hot. I'm going to go that way. So it's okay. Sean McVay. Remember back in the day, if you were associated with this dude, you got you a head coaching job because he was the next genius. And now he done fell off a little, and his quarterback situation is iffy, and he always talking about he's going to retire, go to TV. Is this piece hot or not? I'm going to say not. I'm going to say not. However, I think if they don't win this year, when I say win, I mean be, be a force, not necessarily win the Super Bowl. I think he walks away um, because he's young. You know what I mean? He go do TV, and then somebody going to come call him with a big check like they did Chester. You know what I mean? So I think if he don't win this year, um, or at least be a force, he, he, he walks away from football, um, at least from the coaching standpoint, and probably jump in the booth. So I'm going to say not hot, but, you know, he possibly walks away on his own. Okay, now this next guy is in a bad situation, but I'll see what y'all think about him. Let's go up to Kenosha, Wisconsin's Green Bay. <laughs> Matt LaFleur. This will be his first season right. without A.A. Ron. We're about to see the full Jordan Love experience. Mm-hmm. Green Bay is owned by the town of Green Bay. They, 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 they ownership is different over there, how it works. It's a collective, if you will. Is mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur. Is his seat hot or not? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's not. I, I think that uh, if you can't win, if you, if you don't get fired, you know, you don't win with uh, with uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, then you're not going to get fired by not winning with Jordan Love. But I do expect them to win with Jordan Love. The way Jordan Love has looked in the preseason, it's very promising. I think the Packers are going to be one of those teams that a lot of people don't give you know a lot of credit to. Don't expect to do a lot. I put them under eight games. I did have them under eight games. But, yes, you, you know, do. I got that, that down. Yeah, I, I have them under eight games. But I, I think that you know it, it's going to be some games that they're going to be in a lot of uh, a lot of tight games, and I think it's going to be a battle between uh, Minnesota, Chicago, and, and the and the Lions. The Lions are going to make some noise as well. So this this NFC North is going to be a lot a lot more competitive than a lot of people give them credit for. The reason why I had them at under eight is because I just don't know they don't have enough experience, you know, at other positions. And but I do have them losing a lot of close games, so that's why I have them at 12, but they're very winnable games for them. So with all that being said, I'm going to say Matt LaFleur's seat is not hot. Okay, this is the last one. Uh, this guy is another one of the more tenured coaches. In, to, oh, sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay, Matt LaFleur, hot or not? Not. Not. Um, for everything K-Walk just said, I, I don't think, you know, I think they're not going to put that kind of pressure on Jordan Love nor the coaches. Um, unless they absolutely look like garbage. But if they look mm-hmm. competitive and they're losing close games, yeah. um, he's going to be fine because they're going to look at the future. Um, Green Bay is, a, is one of them that, you know, they don't, they don't press. They don't rush. You know what I mean? Um, I guess you could say trust the process with them because, I mean, yeah. how long they Rogers sit? So, um, say not hot. Okay, last one. One of the more, the more uh, tenured coaches in the NFL. Also the oldest coach currently in the NFL. That's one Pete Carroll. Seattle Seahawks, K-Walk, you had them over nine. 
Is yeah. Pete Carroll on the hot seat? Um, I don't think so. I, I, you know, I, I mentioned John Harbaugh and I mentioned Mike Tomlin as um, that guys that have um, job security. I, you know, I, I did. I, I overlooked Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll is one of those guys who has job security there, man. You know, um, until you know he, you know, he breaks his jaw and he can't talk by you know chewing that gum. Um, you know, I, I think he'll be all right. I think his seat will be. Uh, his seat will be okay, so I don't think his seat will be hot. If we can get, if he can get a repeat uh, performance from Geno, uh, from Geno Smith, uh, you know, from last year, um, they're, they're going to be very competitive in the, uh, the NFC West. Um, so I have them over nine games. I have them at ten and seven. So I think that's enough to keep his uh, his his seat uh, his seat not hot. So I'm going into this. I'm going to even if they don't make that number, even if they go under, I still think that Carroll's um, seat is not hot. <clears throat> Such okay. Last one. Pete Carroll. It's Pete on the hot seat. You know, Pete, 185 years old. It's about time for him. He older than Nick Saban. Yeah, but, but he looked he look more healthy than Nick Saban. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pete and Clyde are throwing dimes. Throwing dimes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, Pete, Pete, Pete safe. Pete not hot, man. Pete, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I ain't really care too much for Pete. When he left USC to go to Seattle, you know, I ain't, you know, I'm like, man, they, this dude just keep getting jobs, you know what I mean? But yeah. Pete, Pete, man, the players love Pete, you know what I mean? So I'm going to say yeah. Pete not hot, man. And then last year was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and look what they did. So, yeah, yeah Pete not hot. Pete, Pete, Pete good. Okay. So I, I can't walk. I kept a record. So we will, as, as coaches, get fired. Because right. you, you had over half the list on the hot seat. All these guys yeah, get fired. But I think, <laughs> I think you are correct with some of them will get fired. So as, as, they, as the, you know, the, 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 the chips fall, we will revisit because mm-hmm. I, I kept a record. Yeah, Black Monday. Yeah, Black Monday. We'll see how I did. <laughs> we'll see how I did on Black Monday. All right, let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a quick pause here. When we come back, uh, we got a few. We got a few minutes here before we dive into East Scott's entertainment segment. So I want to get into our, our one ticket segment here. Um, what that is, ladies and gentlemen, if you just if you're just tuning in, if you're a first time listener, is I give uh, one. I give four events. Or four events, one ticket. You let me know how you want to use that ticket in any of those four events. And then inbounds uh, or out of bounds. And what that is, ladies and gentlemen, I give you scenarios. And you tell me if you agree with it, it's inbounds. If you disagree with it, it's out of bounds. Right? So looking forward to that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, it's Sports Talk with Kate Walk and East Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. What's up, guys? This is Kenny B. Winning from Gobo. Go Black Owned on Facebook and Instagram. You are listening to Sports Talk with my dudes, Kay Walker, Eric Scott, and they'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. 
That's Anderson & Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before the break, if, you were, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we were doing our uh, E. Scott's uh, coaches hot or not, and he was giving us our, if the coaches were hot, uh, particular coaches, and whether their seats are hot this year or not. Um, again, if you missed the, the beginning of the show, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch the replays on anywhere you get your, your uh, you, you listen to your podcast. You can get on uh, on Google. You can get on Spotify. Uh, you can get on our, our websites or on our on our page on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and just look for Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott. You know, or anywhere you get your uh, you know you're listening to it now. So <laughs> right now, wherever you listen to, it, you can listen to the replay for sure. All right. With that being said, uh, let's jump into our, our our next segment here, and uh, I like to call it a one ticket. And as I explained, I give you four events here, E. I'll give you one ticket, and you let me know how you're going to use that one ticket. So this one here this week, E, I got this. I got, um, and these are uh, these these athletes that I'm giving to you are their age today, and your age today. So there's no in the prime or anything like that. This is today. If you could do it this weekend, if you could do it tomorrow, you know, you let me know. All right, the first one is um, you play seven on seven, playing seven on seven football here as Tom Brady, as or with your Tom Brady as your quarterback. So you got seven on seven, your receiver, running back, whatever position you want to play. You're going to get the ball regardless because it gets seven on seven. And Tom Brady's throwing to you. Number two, you could play horse versus MJ, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Mike's not allowed to dunk. All right, keep that in mind. <laughs> I believe he still can at the age of 50, 50 plus, 60, I think he is. Third one here, we got uh, you could play one set versus Serena Williams. The fourth one is you play a round of golf with Tiger Woods. Again, that's one ticket. Out of those four events, E, which one are you using that ticket for? I think I'm going to go with Tom Brady because with okay. Serena, I would be too embarrassed because I've never been able to return a serve. <laughs> I've never been able to hit it back. Um, golf, I'm terrible at golf. I'm more like Tiger in the woods, and it's hot out there. Mike. I hold Mike in high regard. I really like Mike, but I hear he's a bit of an a-hole in person to me, and I can't imagine playing horses to do. Me, I really had to put hands on Mike, and then I probably can't whoop him, so then I'm going to take another L. I'm going to get beat up and beat. So 
I think the safe bet is me running this side yard out. And, you know, Tom Brady, because he don't throw as hard as Brett Favre. He's not out here trying to break my fingers. So I run this button hook or this side yard out. And, yeah, I, 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 I think and then me and Tom can go have a beer after. I think he'll be a cool dude to hang with. Some of you might take it for that one. All right, good stuff there. And ladies and gentlemen, it sounds like that I gave this, I gave him a heads up, and he had time to script this man. That's that's off the that's off the top of that. I did not give him a heads up on this whatsoever, but he broke it down like he had already heard it and he had written it down already. But good stuff there. But Kay, uh, what say you? What out of those four events, what's your one ticket? What are you using that for? I think I'm gonna play Serena, man. I'm gonna take my chance and see, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See if I can swing that thing, you know. I'm playing against the ring, man. I you, think, you I, think I can have it. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Listen, man. Don't be down my athleticism. You know what I'm saying? I may be doing more looking than, than, than playing, but, you know, I'm going to be out there with so the ring, man. Is this event open to the public or is it just you and her no. on a private court? Yeah. Because if it's yeah, open to the public, oh, no, it's open to the public. I'll be there before you get there. Uh, if, I got, if I got to stand out there overnight to get a ticket, I'm coming to see this because you are about to get <laughs> annihilated. Hey, man. in the face. Yeah. No, this 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 private behind a tree. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know what I'm the next time I see you, the, the story might not be really how it went. You know how y'all used to, say, I used to tell them e-stories? You might tell an e-story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, as long as I stole it. I ain't really got to win. I just got to show. As long as I stole, man, know, that's a win for every, me. Every hey, match is, is, is love. Whatever she willing to love, yeah, you you will not. You won't even get a racket hey. on the ball. What, what you used to tell me, man? Stop destroying the story. Good stuff. I'm gonna use my ticket. I'm a stake assistant. I, I said this last night on on Sideline Speaks. I, I'm gonna do the round of golf with Tiger, man. You know, I, I haven't played golf in, in, in so long and, and um Tiger, you know, he, he he probably I could walk probably walk a little better than Tiger, man. I know his 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 long game is probably a little better than mine, but I think I can get him in the short game, man. Might take me a while to get there, though. You know, might take oh. me a while to get there. Oh. I, but I was just when you mentioned the long game, I was just about oh. to ask you: Are are you hitting it from the same tee he hitting it from? Are you hitting? Are you hitting it from the oh, black? No, no. No, I'm, I'm hitting. Yeah, I'm hitting it from. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the same distance. So I'm going the same distance when he three hundred off the tee. That's what I said. And you can me a little ball. It, it only gonna reach the women tees, the reds. <laughs> That's what I say. They take me a little longer. That's what I say. That's what I said. My short game, my short game is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be on point, but it's gonna take me a little longer to get there, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know Tiger will probably get there one or two shots. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna need a par eight and par eight, and par eight uh, instead of a par four. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go around and go off with Tiger, man. I think that'll be fun, you know, with Tiger uh, uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there. All right, next segment here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, again, I like to call it inbounds or out of bounds. And I'll give you a scenario. I'll give these guys a scenario. If they agree with me, they'll say inbounds. Uh, if they say uh, if they disagree with me, they'll say that's out of bounds. All right. So the first one we kind of touched on this. So I'll I'll kind of 
Uh, I'll, I'll read, it's Trey Lance, uh, about Trey Lance. We kind of touched on it. But, you know, I'll, I'll keep it here just, just for, you know, just for see if they stay consistent here. So my first one here e, is Trey Lance will be the starter for the Cowboys at some point this season. This inbounds or out of bounds? <clears throat> out of bounds, unless that gets hurt. I'm going to say that's out of bounds. Because, again, I don't think – I don't think that they they I don't think Dak is going to play bad enough to get pulled <clears throat> bench. Now if he gets hurt, yeah, Trey Lance will come in, but I I don't I don't think they run the type of organization because again, Jerry Jones just showed up with Trey Lance, you know, <laughs> with no prep, no, no heads up or nothing. And <laughs> and unless Jerry Jones makes an executive decision and tell Mike McCarthy you got to start Trey Lance, yeah, I, I think that's all about. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Consistent, same, same, same answer. So, uh, okay, what say you? Inbounds or out of bounds? Trey Lance becomes a starter at some. We'll start a game at some point this season for the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know if it's inbound or out of bounds, but they ain't gonna have them. Okay, unless, that's out of bounds then. <laughs> unless, unless, unless that get hurt, you know, that made too much money, man. It's the same okay. thing with uh, who we were talking about. We're talking about somebody else, man. They made too much money, man. It ain't going to happen. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair Fair enough. All right. Uh, Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, will win coach of the year this season. E. Scott, inbounds or out of bounds? I'm also going to say that's out of bounds because even if the Jets do, do make a miraculous I don't know, have a miraculous either. I think they're going to get a credit to A.A. Ron. I don't know if they're going to prepare to give Sala um, um, the, the, you know, for turning the franchise around. I think they're going to say, you know, it's more A.A. Ron. <laughs> so I'm going to say out of bounds. All right, fair enough. Uh, Kay, what say you? I say out of bounds as well, man. I don't think um... – I don't think I don't think I just don't think they you know they would give it to him um, because it's New York. Um, now if they do something crazy like go seventeen and over, <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta <laughs> give it to him. There's no no option. But I actually got D'Amico Ryan as my favorite for uh, okay. Coach of the Year. Yeah, if he turns that around, man, he that's a hat off to him for sure. He did, he definitely deserves that um, with, without a doubt. All right, next one here. He is. Uh, Jared Goff is the most underrated underrated QB in the league. Inbounds or out of bounds? Oh, way out of bounds. Jared Goff is awful. I mean, he, he yeah, he, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, yeah, he, he's terrible. I mean, because okay. like, you see Sean McVay roll him up out of L.A. and they go and they go win the Super Bowl. And it was like, so he was like, we only a quarterback away, and then he was right. <laughs> All right, good stuff. But he brought a lot of other guys in there, and they barely won that Super Bowl uh, as well. But, uh, Kay, what say you? Uh, Jared Goff is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, what's that, in- inbound. Um, yeah, he's okay. he's very underrated, man. Um, okay. I mean, look what's happening in Detroit, you know. Um, Detroit ain't, ain't picked as that, that, you know, easy out. They actually have some prime time this year. So, um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that's way inbound. Um, okay. He's highly un, highly underrated. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I felt the same way. When he got sent to Detroit, I was like, okay, yeah, it must have been him. But all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Detroit started looking like a team, you know what I mean? So, yeah. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's 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 in bounds, man. Okay. Yeah, Dan Campbell has those guys playing, man. And Jared Goff, you know, he put up some decent numbers last year, and that's why I posed this question. Um, I think he may be able to repeat that. You know, he's got Brown over there. Um, he's got some, you know, some young talent over there, Gibbs now. So he's got he's got some talent there, and he's already been able to uh, to show that he can't put the numbers up. So that's why I posed that question. Good stuff there. All right, hey, this this is your guy, man. It's a resurgence, uh, if, if you will, this guy. Um, so I'm going to ask you this. Jimmy Graham will win comeback player of the year this this season that inbounds or out of bounds? I'm going to say out of bounds because I know he made the 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. But last week this time I read an article where he was out there in Los Angeles showing his behind and got arrested, <laughs> and they were saying he might have had some substance in his system. Or, as we say in the black community, he crazy. And, you know, that, that comes a whole lot of stuff. So, yeah, I don't even know if he's going to make the full season. I mean, you know, okay. if, if he having some problems, you know, I'm not making light of the situation. But I got you. to say he's going to be comeback player of the year. He, is he going to be free by the end of the year? He can be like that. So, yeah, I'm going to say that one out of bounds. All right. I, I'm thinking he will be because I don't, I don't. I think they did their due diligence, and I don't think they would have put him on the 53-man roster if he wasn't going to be there. But uh, we'll see, man. I mean, he had a heck of that that one game he had. That thing was the last preseason game. He, he looked, you know, he looked like the Miami Hurricane, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Graham for sure. But uh, Kay, what say you? Uh, Jimmy Graham uh, wins comeback player of the year. Inbounds out of bounds. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. He's not going to win comeback player of the year. I don't think he's going to get that many touches. No. You know, but I, he made the 53. I mean, he looked good with Jameis, <clears throat> you know. He ain't getting much, much wrong with Carl, you know what I'm saying. He looked good with Jameis. So, you know, you know how I feel about that. So, but, yeah, out of bounds that he's going to win comeback player of the year. But, you know, kudos. He made the, made the rock. Hey, Kay, I, I got a feeling, man, you're missing Jameis a little bit in Tampa Bay, man. A That's whole lot, man. All right. My God, man. <laughs> All right, good stuff, there. Good stuff. We, we would love James right now. I know, right? That would be a good fit there, <laughs> for sure. All right, uh, last one here, last one. Uh, e, uh, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson's marriage will end in divorce this season. Inbounds or out of bounds? Inbounds. It's going to end okay. with Russell on the trading block. Okay. Okay, what say you? <clears throat> I, I like that inbounds too, man. Um, I don't know about the trading block. They might just cut Russ. <laughs> Buy him right. out, uh, put Russ on the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Um, however, you know, like I pointed out last week, they 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 smashed somebody up. <laughs> they last preseason game forty one nothing. So, um, you know, it's 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 that that book that needs to be read. Um, you know, we'll see, but I, the way it's looking, now Russ out of there. Okay. All right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, that completes our uh, our segment, one ticket and inbounds or out of bounds. That being said, it's that time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you're a first-time listener, stay on your toes. If you're a long-time listener, you already know it's time for an E. Scott's entertainment segment. All right, we're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll turn up to Mr. E. Scott. Again, Sports Talk for Kay Walk and E. Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. Uh, <laughs> how you do that death? How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get a face, y'all. How you do that death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that death? Alabama. 
tonight. I think this will be another a close one. We got 19 on the board with um, three daily doubles. Mm-hmm. This one, we're going to say, what school did he go to? Quarterback edition. So all the Ooh. players I'm going to give you are current quarterbacks in the league. to see how well do you know them and what school did they go to. Uh, K-Walk, you won last week. Again, we got 19 of them on the board. Go ahead with the number. All right, give me uh, – let's start with number one, so let's keep that consistent. Number one. <clears throat> number one, Mason Rudolph. Where did Mason Rudolph go to school? Uh, what's the orange school? Uh, Oklahoma State, final answer. Oh, hell, my boy. That is correct. Mason Rudolph mm-hmm. with the Oklahoma State. K-Y, I mean, Special K, give me a number. Let me see. Uh, let me let me see what number I'm going to go with. Uh, let's try 13. 13, right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> 13, Daily Double. Oh, hold on, hold on. I didn't have it queued up. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, my God. All right, good stuff. You can risk up to 10. How many you want to risk? Let me get, let me get 15. You can risk up to 10. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. I just, you know, making sure you're paying attention. Let me get 10. <laughs> Number 10, your quarterback, Desmond Ritter, Atlanta Falcons. What school did Desmond Ritter go to? Cincinnati Bearcats. Five <laughs> ten on the board. That is, that is correct. So he did go to Cincinnati. So, K, we, I mean, I'm sorry, K-Y, where are you? All right, give me number 15. Uh, you know what? Give me a number. You took my normal numbers off here. Give me number 15, one five. Number 15. Ryan Tannehill. Where did Ryan Ooh. Tannehill play his college ball? Oh, where did Ryan Tannehill go? Um, oh, uh, oh, I know he was in the uh, – I don't remember where Tannehill – oh, 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 um, Texas A&M, final answer. That is correct. Tannehill played college football at Texas A&M. Sister K. 12. Number 12, Gardner Minshew, the mustache. (laughs) Where did the mustache go to school? And now the staff put down two schools, so you get credit for either one of them. You don't have to know both. I don't know either one. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville State, final answer. Yeah. That, is in, that is incorrect. K-Walk, it rolls over to you. Where did the mustache go to school? I don't remember where he went to school either. Um, I'm going to say North Carolina. I don't know. Final answer. And now no, no. He actually he started at a JUCO. Then he went oh. to East Carolina. From East, oh, East Carolina, Carolina, he played, his, okay. he played okay. his last few years at Washington State. Okay. Oh, no okay. one, no far. Uh, you both missed uh, it. Uh K-Walk, where are you? All right, give me number four. Number four, Daily Double. All right. You have ten, Special K has ten. How many do you want to read? All right. All right, we got a Daily Double on a plethora list. But I got some time in case I missed this. Uh, I'll go all, I'm all in. Go ten. Okay. Zach Wilson. Where does Zach Wilson go to school? <laughs> oh, wow, that was easy. Uh, BYU, final answer. That is correct. He did go to BYU. Uh, Special K, where are you? Eleven. Number eleven, Mitch Trubisky. 
Mitchell Trubisky, uh, where did he where did he play his college ball? That'd be North Carolina Tar Heels, mm-hmm. am. That is correct. He is a Tar Heel. Come on, where are you? All right, give me number eight. <clears throat> number eight, Josh Allen, big Josh Allen. Where did he go to school? Josh, did he go to Wyoming? Wyoming, final answer. That is correct. He did go to Wyoming. Josh K. Ten piece. Number ten, Tyrod Taylor. Where did Tyrod Taylor play college ball? I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but I'm gonna jump out there. I'm gonna say Virginia Tech. Final answer. You got it. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is the correct answer. Josh K. Okay, what? Where are you? Give me number nineteen. <clears throat> number nineteen, Derek Carr, my quarterback. Where did Derek yeah. Carr play his college ball? Fresno State. Final answer. That is correct. Fresno State. So okay, we back to you. Uh Nina Ross. Nina Ross. Number nine, Daily Double. <laughs> oh, okay, brother. <laughs> It's the last day of the double. Uh, you got 20, K-Walk has 30. All in. All in. Okay. Yeah. For I 20 points, Taylor Heineke. Where did Taylor Heineke oh. play his college ball? Oh. Wow. I'm not sure, but I'm going to throw one out there. Mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina, final answer. Oh. Wow. That, that, that would be incorrect. Old Dominion. Oh, wow. He went to I Old was in the right state. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we, 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 got, we got a few left. You got time to make make some ground up. Uh, okay, what will you? All right, number two. <clears throat> number two, Justin Herbert. Where did Justin Herbert play college ball? Oh, oh I can see the team, too. Um uh, Justin Herbert, bro. Uh, uh, oh, um, Oregon. I answer. Oregon. That is correct. So that's great. Where are you? Uh, number eight. Number number eight is gone. I'll tell you one stuff. We got three, five, six, seven, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Sixteen. Sixteen, Jared Goff. What did Jared Goff play college ball? Oh yeah, I know that. I remember him. <laughs> Jared Goff. I'm not. I'm not. Not sure about that one. I'm gonna throw one out there, man. I'm gonna say uh, Cal. Yeah. That's correct. That is correct. He played ball at Cal. Uh, K-Walk, go ahead. Number three, number three is Sam Darnold, the QB2 <laughs> for the San Francisco 49ers. What does Sam Darnold play college ball? Uh, USC, following. He is a Trojan. That is correct. Uh K. Five, six, seven. Uh, let's see, 17. Jordan Love. What does Jordan Love play college football? Jordan Love. The Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> Jordan Love. Ain't he a uh, uh 
that he ran oh, out there. Man, I get I get these two cats mixed up, man. But I'm North Dakota State, finally. Oof. You can steal, okay? Okay, well, yeah. Where did he go? Yeah, yeah. Close, uh, not close, but Utah State, final answer. Yeah, I thought you was about to say I ain't even Mormon. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he went to Utah. Uh, Utah State, I mean. Uh, okay, well. Uh, give me number five. Number five, Trevor Simeon. Where did Trevor Simeon play college ball? Oh, I don't even remember Trevor Simeon. Um, I don't remember, brother. Um. Iowa, no, was it Iowa? No, Iowa, final answer, I, I don't remember where he played ball at. Such a cat, you can steal. I don't know either, but I'm just throw something out there, man. He looked like a nerd, so I'm going to go Vanderbilt, final answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, actually went to, he actually went to Northwestern. Okay. Uh, we, don't, we don't use such a cat. We got 6, 7, 14, 18. Give me 18. 18, Kirk Cousins. Where did Kirk Cousins go to school? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, Michigan State. Yes, sir. That is correct. Kirk Cousins went to Michigan State. Uh, Number, give me number six. Where we at? Number six, number six. Oh, oh here we go. Ian Book. What did Ian Book go to school? <laughs> Notre Dame, final answer. That is correct. He did go to Notre Dame. <laughs> you got uh, it. Let's see. Seven and 14. You don't have 16? Uh, I don't know. Oh, seven and 14. Now, 16 was Jared Goff. Oh, was it? Okay, I didn't mark it. Okay. Let me get 14 then. <laughs> Number 14, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Where did Brock Purdy go to school? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Iowa State, wasn't it? I don't That is correct. He did go mm-hmm. to Iowa State. Uh, and the last one, your boy, Jimmy G. Where did Jimmy G go to school? Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Northern Illinois, finally. Was it? No. Incorrect. Uh, no, Incorrect. that's the other direction. Spe- the other direction. Go ahead. Special K, okay. where did Jimmy G go to school? God, dog, the other one. I have no idea, man. Um, uh, uh, hey, look, Bill, Bill, Bill yeah. know what K-Walk said. He said yeah. Northern Illinois. Then he told you, no, it's the other direction. So it, it ain't Cal State Fulton. So guess again. <laughs> Southern Illinois. <laughs> no, I did say the other direction. I meant the <laughs> other direction. He actually went to Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20. So, the Daily Double did you in. If had you not missed that one, you'd have been okay. And, you know, I know you don't like for me to embarrass you and tell you how many K-Walk got, so I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, 55. So, yeah, you, you got you got shellacked yet again. So, um, K-Walk, cue some music. Yes, sir. Medals round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama dead because I won, I won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
you you you've come a long way since we since you first started calling and we were doing this. Because I remember there were weeks where you wouldn't score any points at all, none, zero. But now you know you actually making it competitive. Had you not got tripped up on Old Dominion, you know you, you'd have been all right. <laughs> what is that? He said he's been studying. That, oh, that's kind of hard to do without the category. I know, right? You, you never know where I'm going to come from. Each week, you never know. Well, yeah, right. good stuff. Uh, let's see. Actually, we got some time left on the yeah. back end. So, okay, well, what what you want to get into? Yeah, let's get a little bit of college football here, E, and, uh, and I want to talk about um, a game that we have tomorrow night, and that's uh, kicks off week one officially of the college football season, and that's Florida going into uh, into Utah, E. Uh, Utah just named their their starting quarterback. Their, uh, their starting quarterback got hurt. Uh, they just named their starter for the game. Uh, the the, uh, the Gators named uh, their their starting quarterback uh, as well. Let me. Uh, I'm just uh, bringing up my notes here real quick. I wasn't sure if he's going to get there, so let me just bring up my notes here. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. I know they. Come on, come on, Kevin. Come on, Kevin. Oh yeah. If, um, they uh yeah they they uh they named their starting quarterbacks here and the the Gators named the starting quarterback from uh the transfer from uh from Wisconsin man and we know last year the the Gators started off well against the uh against Utah you know they were they you know, they they were under underdogs there found a way to win that game but this year they're going into Utah e how do you see this game playing out can uh, Billy Napier um you know get these guys going um and and uh and 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 create an upset here tomorrow night because the fact of the matter again they're going into Utah and a lot of people don't know what to expect from Florida no really big names they got some big names you know as far as their 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 uh, their, their prospects that coming in but they're young e what say you about this game now, this was this was going to be a, a good one i do think it's Utah's favorite aren't they yeah they're favored by i believe the last time i looked at it was like four and a half five points somewhere around there Okay, so because Utah was a team, too, remember last year, they jumped out to a terrific start, and people were talking national championship and all that. But I told you, I've never seen Utah play because they play on the West Coast, and I can't stay up that late. But I am very familiar with Florida's program. Yeah, this this is for the first time in a while. I don't really follow Florida, but they don't really have a star. Like you just said, they usually yeah. have, you know, one or two names that you recognize. But I, I do think I'm going to go with Florida. I'm going to go with the home teams because I live here in Florida. I think they go into Utah and win. I do, and I always cheer for okay. SEC football as well. Yeah, yeah, Florida always has that defense, man. You can always count on them having the defense, and they have a bunch of no-name guys going there. Occasionally, though, you know, one will be, you know, left over from the, the previous year. But right now, you don't hear any big team, uh, big time name guys, you know, going into this uh, for sure. Especially um, the uh, the uh, the quarterback, and I, I, I failed to mention his name, but Graham uh, Graham Mertz, the uh, the senior transfer from from Wisconsin. You know, he has uh, you know has a strong arm. He has the experience that Napier likes, and he feels really comfortable with him. A lot of people thought they were going to go uh, with the, uh, the the redshirt freshman, um, but nonetheless, uh, they they went with uh, you know they went with Mertz, 
it's going to be interesting, man. I'm going to be dialed in uh, for sure. Um, you know, I'm going to say it's going to be a, a close. I think I think the Gators pull it out, man. Too. I think this is going to be. Uh, I don't know if I guess you can call it an upset because Florida's not in the top 25 or anywhere. You know, sniffing. You know, even not even a receiving votes category. And uh, Utah right now uh, is number 14. So I think they go in there, they sneak in there, and they, and they get the win. But uh, Special K, uh, what say you about uh, Florida going into uh, to Utah tomorrow night? Hey, man, so I'm going to say it like this. I'm a true-born Florida boy, born and bred here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know how we get down, you know what I'm saying? With that said, Florida Gators rolling to Utah and get the brakes beat off of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, if you watched that game last year in Gainesville, Utah was in that game up until late. So, you know what I'm saying, they they going to roll into Utah, you know what I'm saying, trying to bring in that Florida boy stuff. But I'm going to tell you all right now, man, the running back at Utah is from Florida. He was the number one or number two running back in the state when he came out last year. He got some run as a true freshman, and my understanding he's going to be the starter. He's going to run all over Florida. Um, watch and see what I say. So, yeah, I got Utah. What the point spread is? Uh, last time I, I looked at it earlier today, it was at four and a half. So I don't know if it went up or down. Four and a half. half. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got I got Utah by twenty four. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a Florida <laughs> State guy there. I think it sounds like a Florida State guy, but we'll get into the we'll get into the for sure. Go ahead. I, I got I got a quick question for you guys. More exciting? Well, not more exciting. Game you're looking more forward to this weekend. Um, LSU, Florida State at a neutral site here in Orlando. A coach, Primetime Sanders, going into Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horn Frogs. Which game are you more looking forward to? Chris K, I'm going to start with you because I know you're a Florida State guy. I'm torn, man. I'm torn. I actually, as you know, like you said, I am a Florida State guy. And I'm a diehard no no matter what. But with that said, I am a diehard no and is a no. And everybody's looking for him to fail. And I want him to succeed, man. I hope he go undefeated. I understand that's that's really what I'm looking for out of Colorado. Um, so I'm torn, man, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh Florida State over L S U because the game got more on the line. We rate number eight. I think L S U is four or five. L S U already said that the the top D line ain't playing, the top the starting running back not playing. I got Florida State in the game anyway, but that just made it even more sweeter. So, yeah, I got the Florida State game, LSU close um, over uh, primetime rolling in the big text. Right, well, you, you answer, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward out of those games, E. I'm going to say Coach Prime. I'm going to go Coach Prime in, in Colorado versus TCU because I really want to see, you know, how Coach Prime has these guys prepared what they're going to look like because it's it's a definitely a litmus test for these for for Colorado uh, for sure. We know what we have an uh, an idea of what TCU is going to bring to the table, but we just don't know even though as great as a coach there is uh in in, in coach prime, we just don't know what type of team he's going to field. So I'm looking forward to that game. I would be we obviously watch both games because one's on Saturday and the other's on Sunday, but I I am if I had to pick if they both were playing at the same time, I would take the uh Colorado TCU game over that, oh, uh, over the Florida State uh, uh, LSU game. 
Now, me, I'm a diehard LSU fan, and that mm-hmm. game is right here in my backyard, although tickets were about $400 for the nosebleeds because me and Ship <laughs> were going to try to go, but they were just uh-huh. outrageous, so we're just going to go somewhere and watch it because Ship's a big-time Florida State fan as well. So, okay. But I'm with, I'm with Special K. I want Coach Prime to win all all I think all fifteen games and they don't play but ten or eleven. I want him to and I want him to beat the brakes off some off some teams. I want him to win games that they didn't think he's gonna win because most of the pundits they're saying, oh, his style of coaching is not gonna work. They're looking for him to win about four games, but if he can win two games, he's a success given what Colorado was before he got there. But my man said, I'm coming to town, I'm bringing luggage, and it's Louis Vuitton. So I like that. I think college football, football in period, needs more of that. So the 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 I'm, it's rough. I'm like, hey, I'm like, okay. I think I'm looking more forward to the TCU game again because I really mm-hmm. want to see what, what, what K-Walk – I mean, sorry, what um, what Coach Prime is going to do. Because as far as LSU and Florida State goes, the the winner of that game is probably going to get into the top five. The loser yeah. of that game is probably out of the playoffs until they expand to 12. I mean, but that that's going to be yeah. an ongoing saga. But I really want to see what Coach Prime is going to do yeah. with that offense, that defense. I want to see what Shakur Sanders is going to do at quarterback. I'm Travis Hunter, yeah. I'm hoping this dude win every game by double digits. So I think I'm looking okay. more forward to um, Coach Prime going into Dallas. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's unanimous. I want to see that one uh, as well for sure because I want to see how he has these guys prepared uh, uh, for for sure, man, for, for sure. So the uh, the next game I wanted to, to ask you guys about, and that's West Virginia going into Penn State real quick here, E. Yeah, West Virginia going into Penn State is going to be what, over 100 plus. It's not going to be a wideout, but nonetheless, it's going to be a, a Saturday night game, prime time game. Does West Virginia have a chance in this one, E? No, I I don't think so. I think um, Penn, Penn State is going to go in and do what Penn State does. You know, they they always put together a good program over there. They always play fast and loose on the offense, and they also have usually have a good core of linebackers. It's usually where their bread is most buttered at. I don't really follow West Virginia that close. I don't know what what they got going on over there, but if they were to pull it off, I think that would definitely be an upset. I got I got Penn State in that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I just think for everything that you said, I just think they have the they have the dogs there. Uh, in this case, the cats, the lions, uh, to get it done. But uh, Kay, what say you about this game? I'm gonna go on the flip side, man. Um, I know Penn State is a hard place to go in and play. Um, you know, I mean, especially if they're doing that whiteout, it's a hard place to play, man. But for whatever reason, West Virginia always start the season strong. It's the finish that they don't have. Um, so yeah, I'm going with West Virginia with the upset, man. Um, you know, I can't call a player name on West Virginia team, but, um, you know, I follow college football and and for whatever reason, they always start strong, but don't finish that way. Uh, whether it be injuries, whatever the case may be. So yeah, I got, I got West Virginia going in there and, uh, pulling off the upset. 
All right, all right. Shout out to my coach, uh, my coach Riley, uh, Coach Riley, my high school coach. He's diehard West Virginia guy, alumnier guy. So uh, we got a we got a West Virginia uh, guy for you, coach, if you're listening for uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have. Uh, another uh, another great one in the books uh, for sure. Okay, as always, thank you much for uh, so much for joining us, man, and making the show a lot better. E. Scott, great stuff as always. And like as always, I like to leave you guys with something. Tonight, I'll leave you with this. Uh, be there for others, but never leave yourself behind. Okay, for E. Scott, I am K. Walk for Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week.